You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. As we cut a loss, I don't know why I'm laughing. I just thought of something funny because you're not going to hear me say anything funny because I'm not a bloody person. Uh, we are into the second episode of Lost Season 2. Um, we're just ruffle mailing. Um, this is called Adrift. Oh, the conversations we have off air. Um, this first aired uh, on the 28th of September, 2005. My dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Um, and it was written by people that are called certain names such as Stephen Mader and Leonard Dick and directed by Stephen Williams. What a what a good guy Stephen Williams is. He's one of my favourite directors. Uh, my name is Ben and what are you going to do? Splash me? <laughs> and my name is Noran. What? No! 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 Just do that for the next 42 minutes and you basically sum up this episode. <laughs> We're uh, pretty much done uh, the episode. I'll, I'll join in. Gin! 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 You somebody else yelling, Vodka! Uh, <laughs> not funny, Ben. Um, but yes, here we are, adrift. Um, this is, a, as we kind of discussed at the end of last episode, a, I guess an interesting episode. I mean, you sort of alluded to the fact that this divides some fans. Um... I don't know how I feel about this episode. Um, I guess we'll find out soon. Um, yeah, much to talk about here with Adrift. Well, I don't think it divides fans. It's pretty much universally disliked. Um, it's an interesting episode because, you know, 24 episode seasons, you need to have these kind of filler episodes. And, you know, if this was a cable show, this entire episode would be cut, like... We'd maybe get one scene on the raft, and then we'd get the ending. Um, like, if this was a 12-episode season, this episode would not exist. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't hate it as much as other people, but it's hard to particularly love this one, and especially coming off the first episode, um, and then the next one is so good. Um, but it it does have to be noted, and we'll get into the flashback, because... Um, well, I'll save the discussion for when we're talking about the flashback, but I think this is an episode that has aged very poorly because think back to when we're watching it the first time. We don't know what this hatch is. We have no idea what's going on here. Uh, we haven't seen the raft people. So when we get this episode, we're seeing a bit of the rafties. We get a nice little ending, and uh, we're seeing more of the hatch, which at this point in time, we want to see more of the hatch. We want to know what this thing is. We want to see different things. We want to know what happened to Kate and Locke and stuff like that. So at the time it may have been fine, but the problem is on a rewatch and all these years later, it just really does not hold up because it's just like, let's go back in time and let's see the same episode, but from different eyes. Um, but I also kind of like that. Lost does that a few times, not often, but I kind of like this staggering of time type thing where not every episode necessarily pushes forward. We see different perspectives from the same period. Hashtag watch chronologically lost. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to love an episode too much where they're out at sea for the entirety and on island we're watching something we saw last week. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just had to remember if we even saw anything outside of the hatch, the raft and the flashback. I'm like, do we see any of the other survivors in this episode? Where's There's is- one scene. 
Isabella Smith or whatever her name was. Like, <laughs> but the French woman said. Um, but yeah, um, it's. In, I mean, it's going to be interesting to talk about this because kind of this will be sort of how we've gone over a lot of these episodes where we kind of separate it for the most part into flashbacks and what's happening on the island and. Obviously, you know, every now and then we'll go chronologically, kind of as we did last episode and a few episodes last season. Um, but this is kind of our first inkling where we're going to separate it into kind of three sections. Um, obviously, we're going to have some... Everyone rough. likes the threes. Everybody, well, you know, they can be good, they can be bad, depends on the people. Um, but <laughs> a friend told me that. Uh, but so... I <laughs> <laughs> the, ra- the raft, um, we've got the island and we've got the flashback. So kind of, we can separate it into moments here. Um, and I, it's kind of interesting when you go over these, cause even like the island stuff, you can gel over sort of this kind of quickly because again, we've seen it. Uh, we're just yeah. getting this from a different well, perspective. So that's the thing with this episode is we've watched some bad episodes where there's legitimately like cringeworthy lines and bad stuff in it. I feel like this doesn't have a lot of bad things in it. It's just a kind of nothing episode. It's not like, oh, that line, that script was so cringy, and oh, this happened, and that was just embarrassing, and all this stuff. It's just kind of nothing. Yeah. It's just, they're on the water, and we're looking at last week, and there's this random-ass flashback, which I'll get into the reason for the flashback, but it's just, it's just nothing, really. It's not bad, it's just nothing. There is some like I, there is some fun stuff with the raft, although there is also yeah. this one kind of terrible bit of it, which I kind of think is just typical TV. Um, and um, I, I kind of like I'm, I'm with you. Like I don't mind it when shows kind of you know not just lost, but when they kind of do this alternate perspective of something we've already seen. You know, obviously I kind of mentioned in the last episode the kind of the Back to the Future two. Um, you know, which is enjoyable. Like you kind of see this, even though you are technically watching the same movie, um, just with a few different elements to it. So yeah, I kind of like it when they do things like this. And for the most part, I think it works in this episode, uh, with that stuff, but, um, we'll obviously get to that. So what do you want to start with here? No, I'm going to, for once, I'm actually going to let you have the final say here on like last episode. Oh, what do you want to do? Okay. No, we won't do that. Let's do this. Um, (laughs) what do you want to start with here? The flashback, the raft or the island? Let's get the flashback over and done. All right, so we're doing the island. Um, (laughs) And now this is an interesting one, because I'm sure you agree with me, this flashback is absolute garbage. Yes. And you could take this out of the show and nothing changes about Michael's character. We learn absolutely zero. There's nothing new, no new information, unlike Jack and the future flashbacks. It's boring and there's nothing good about it. You can agree on that, right? Absolutely. Well, this is one time, unlike Homecoming or something like that, this is one where we can give them a bit of a leeway. Because uh, this is a very rare case where Adrift was supposed to be a Sawyer flashback, um, to the point where the script was complete, to the point where they started filming it. So there is actually footage out there of an unaired Sawyer flashback that exists somewhere in the vault, somewhere at ABC. Um, and... For whatever reason, they've never really dived too deep into it, but they just said it wasn't working for them. I don't know if the script or the story or how it was working with the island, something, difficulty shooting some of the guest actors. I don't know what it was, but they completely ditched it. And so they had to rewrite, I don't know, the complete timeline, but I'm going to say in under a week, they had to block a Michael flashback, write it, and then film it when they'd already started filming. Um, So... Yeah, this is one time where it's garbage, but you can completely understand it. If I if I had to got 
stuck and they're like, hey, you have to write a flashback in two days and it has to be done, ready, because we have to shoot it right now. I would be also rushing and being like, oh, what can we do? Uh, Walt's adoption. <laughs> like, um, Boom. But you do remember... Uh, there is a rumor. You, do you remember in Outlaws uh, when we had Hibbs, he, uh, the X Files, or yeah. the Terminator Two's Robert Patrick? Yeah, uh, he talks about the Tampa job, um, and oh, you screwed me over on the Tampa job. Uh, there is a rumor because there's there's actually some stills, some pictures exist, and you see Sawyer, and he's wearing like kind of a Hawaiian type shirt and stuff like that. So there's rumor that this flashback was going to be the Tampa job, which would be kind of cool to see. Um, but that got ditched for whatever reason. I don't think we're ever going to see it. It would be awesome if they released some of the unaired deleted scenes. I don't think it will ever happen. Uh, so that scramble, which is why this flashback absolutely is garbage. Um, but it, it's curious to me that it was ever a Sawyer flashback in the first place because it seems obvious that it would be a Michael one. I mean, he just yeah. lost his son and they're out at sea. So it's it's fascinating that it was meant to be a Sawyer flashback. Even um, a Locke one would make sense or something in this episode. Yeah, so... Or a Kate one even, but I know they were saving the what Kate did for later in the season. Um so it, it, we got stuck with this one, and it's just a shame we couldn't have an, an interesting Michael story. And they were kind of stuck because they couldn't bring Walt back because, like, we know that Michael never saw Walt, at least Malcolm David Kelly, Walt ever again until uh, special. So they were kind of stuck, and it's like, what we talked about this during special, like, what can you really do with Michael? Well, the reason his next two flashbacks episodes are not based on his backstory; they're based on more islandy events. Um, so it's unfortunate, but this is one case where I think we can't completely shit on the writers. I think there is a legitimate excuse for why this is so bad, this flashback. And let's be honest, we still haven't had a Shannon flashback. I mean, you know, brief moment in the finale, but, you know, okay, whatever. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, all right, flashback, Michael, he can't adopt Walt. All right, let's move on to the island. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it pretty much is that. There's nothing new about this at all. Um... We meet- Susan is back, that bitch. Uh, we meet the lawyer, F- Clark Finney, who, um, can I just point out, played Dick by Saul Rubinick. Now, he's so familiar, and I'm looking through his IMDb credits and stuff here. There's nothing here that really stands out. He was in Rush Hour 2, which I love, <laughs> so maybe that's kind of where it's randomly standing out for that. But looking through his credits, I mean, he played Martin Hitch, uh, Martin Hirsch in the 2010 film Oy vey, my son is gay. Uh, <laughs> that classic. I mean... Classic coming I, I, of age. I just don't... I don't trust any lawyers named Sol. Let's face it. Uh, let's face it. Better call Sol. Um, oh, oh, here we go. I know where you know him from. Uh-oh. Oh, of course. How did you not get this? Blue blood. Starred with Emily DeRaven in the horror comedy film Santa's Sleigh from oh. 2005. The two only had one scene together. Just watched it the other day. <laughs> That's where you knew him from. Emily DeRaven's Santa Slave. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I lost myself in the words comedy and Emily DeRaven in the same sentence. Uh, <laughs> how does that work? Oh, my baby. Ha, 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 ha. Wow. So, um, this is maybe if we end up doing a random episode on lost actors outside of lost. Uh, Fran Drescher's in it? (laughs) 
Fran Drescher and Emily DeRaven. That classic comedy <laughs> duo. Now we have to watch it. <laughs> hey, Emily DeRaven. <laughs> oh, actually. You're the nanny. We can relate this to Colin. There's a whole scene related to, to my baby. boarding a flight from Winnipeg to the North Pole. Uh, wow, this, we need to watch this with Colin. <laughs> we do need to recap this now. Colin, There'll be a New Zealand connection in this somewhere. Um, you know, everybody will be involved on the Oz Network. Um, you know that this has to happen now. Cut. And it's coming up to Christmas. This well, we've got Christmas, Christmas month coming up. Instead of the Santa Claus trilogy, we might need to do Santa's sleigh. <laughs> well, the Santa Claus does have a lost actor, but Santa's sleigh sounds much, much better. He's a lost um, actor in Santa Claus. Uh, isn't Juliet in it? I've never seen the Santa Claus, but I'm pretty sure Juliet isn't. Juliet, Juliet, is she? I'm pretty thinking. sure she's like a main character. I've never seen the movie. Are we talking the first one, the second one, or the third one? Oh, <laughs> no, Ben. What's her actors today? I need to know this right now. Elizabeth Mitchell. <laughs> All right, this is live on air on the Oz Network. Oh, um, Emily DeRaven is like one of the lead actors in Santa Slow. That doesn't make sense. Emily DeRaven and lead actor. I just don't understand those words. <laughs> Um. Oh, God. Okay, I, okay. I know why I don't know that Juliet was in the Santa Claus. She was in Santa Claus two and three. Oh, <laughs> it all makes sense. I've only ever seen the second one once, so it was terrible, and I've never seen the third one. Uh, hence why we are then going to be covering this soon on the Oz Network. Um. So okay, we're definitely doing Santa Slave for Christmas. Though we're getting Colin on with that one. That's, Winnipeg, that's Emily DeRaven. Oh God, Emily DeRaven, Soul Goodman. We'll probably get Colin on, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, eh, Emily DeRaven's like our mayor. Uh, <laughs> we, we love her in Canada. Eh? She has a statue. Oh, I didn't yeah. take it to you, Ben. Um. <laughs> anyway, Dick Lawyer. Anyway, Dick Lawyer. What does he call he him? Like, him like Martin? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Michael. Um. <laughs> But yeah, he does kind of have a bit of a... Um, Dawkins. Uh, he does have a, a bit of a point here, though, about how it's going to cost money, file an okay. injunction, um, and, you know, you sure you want to do this? It's like, not taking my son away. Um, you know, valid point. Michael's not rolling a, in it. I'm sure you don't want a new plot line? No, they're not taking my son plot line away! <laughs> this is all I've got until I turn into a bit of a dick <laughs> later on this. this. <laughs> Um, he's, he doesn't he's, make a point, though. He's the new boon, isn't he? Like, he's just kind of there. Michael. <laughs> yes. He uh, took my son. Yes, Michael. We, we get know. it, Michael. Whoa! Shut up, Michael. We get it. Walt's missing. I'm going after my boy. Yes, Michael. <laughs> just blow I'm going to shoot two of you. Blow yourself up already. Um. So <laughs> oh... I liked Michael in season one, but it's all downhill from here, let's face it. I like Michael too, but yeah, you're right. There's nothing good coming for Michael from this point on. It's kind of the opposite of Saeed. We've kind of all kind of gone on the Saeed haterade in season one, but give it four more episodes and then Saeed will be back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, Ben and Noah? Shut up, Saeed. Uh, (laughs) He's coming back. Um, So, anyway... um, we kind of then get this scene around the table. We've got other dick lawyer. Basically, you know, why are you not, not seeing your boy for 14 questions, months? Lawyer. Jesus, she's a bitch. <laughs> I know that's a well, job. Well, I mean, who's the lawyer? Who is she the lawyer for? Of course she's going to be a bitch. <laughs> Her name is Lizzie. Uh, according to Lostpedia, Lizzie Calloway. Uh, all their oh theories God, on her. <laughs> 
Her first name was first revealed in the Lost Encyclopedia. Actually, there aren't theories for her. It's Dick Lostpedia. You click on it and it's an empty screen. So, Cocktease so, Lizzie. Lizzie and Susan may be the worst Lesbians. duo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm knowing not- Susan's track record. Um, yeah. I just... Uh, it's such a shame because they rushed to write this flashback. Wouldn't it have been so good if the actress who plays Susan was like, oh, I'm not available, and they couldn't get her? That would have just made this so much better. <laughs> Kevin comes in with a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Susan! Do, 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 do we get to make love? <laughs> so I'm taking love. We understand why she's being a dick because she's with Susan. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, do you know what his first words were? Do you know what his favourite food is? Who paid for your medical expenses? Um, like, I'm, really? I have, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old sister, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't have a favourite food. <laughs> like, is that a thing for toddlers? All I, my experience with your two-year-old sister is you on the phone to her. Oh, you went in the jungle gym, did you? Oh. <laughs> so... Good on you. <laughs> okay. So... So, I, I'm pretty sure they don't have favourite foods. They just want ice cream all the time. You're asking me about two-and-a-half-year-olds? Like, pfft, I'm not allowed near kids. <laughs> uh... Well, I mean, brain uh, brain capacity is kind of on level. True. True. Good Good call. Well done. Um, oh, and oh. Michael's retort... You're not supposed to say true. You're supposed to say no. Oh, yeah, well, I'm dumb, remember. Oh, um, Michael's comeback, I'm his father. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this flashback. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing new here. This is seeing things that have already been talked about. And we get Susan back, bitching at Michael. I think you're going to win. This isn't her. She's just manipulating him. Michael, yeah, you're that's so what, dumb. That's what I was going to ask you. Does Susan actually think that? Or no. is this uh, bitch Susan <laughs> manipulation moment? How is how is Michael going to win this? Her, like, yeah. half-price lawyer that she's so loaded with, with what's-his-name's money. It's like this dick Lizzie can't even do anything. You know, like, Why didn't she get Brian to represent her? Oh, because she's Aren't having an lawyers? affair with Lizzie. So, well, I love her line. I don't want to go to court. You work in a court, you stupid woman. Like, do you wake up every day to Brian? Oh, I don't want to go to court. Like, seriously? So this is kind of manipulation of, like, getting Michael alone. Sure. Oh, you can get your lawyer if you want. She's manipulating uh, the fuck out of Michael here. Um, and uh, you can go back to pursuing art. You have a rare talent. Um, <laughs> there's just so many things dropped here that it's like, you kind of think this will lead to something like, oh, Michael's going to get off the island and paint the Mona Lisa. I don't know, but, like, there's nothing here. Um, and it's like, let him go, Michael. It's all about him. You know, I don't want to go to Mike. I don't want to go to Michael court. I don't want to go to court, Michael. <laughs> um, uh, Susan got so attached to be a lawyer that she now talks to the court as if it's a character. Uh, I don't want to go to Michael court. And then we get... Um, uh, but if this never happened, Michael won't never end up on the island. Good point. That's true. It's all Susan's fault. Um, <laughs> Susan is responsible for everything bad in Lost. The thing, like, this... I mean, we love Boone. Hashtag Rip Boone. But, like, this to me is kind of like what we kind of said about the Boone episode. Like, as much as we love him, what more flashback scenes would we have with Boone? Like, we kind of get one with Shannon. Great. But, like, it is great, actually, because Boone comes back. But, like, kind of to me, like, after watching this flashback, we only needed the one Michael flashback episode, didn't we? Because, like, what else do we... Do we need to see any of this? No. 
Yeah, or at least just ditch the they took my boy thing and just give us a different kind of character, Michael, from that eight-year gap where he lost Walt to getting him back. Like, give us something new, at least. Michael back to flirting with that nurse. Um, I didn't yeah, know give a us son. the Michael-nurse relationship. But we're going to close this. This is the quickest we've ever gone over a flashback. Um, he's then back with Dick Susan, meets cute little Ugh. baby Walt, gives him a pan, a, po- a panda bear, a polar bear. Uh, I just love this line. He likes bears, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ooh. Again, you know. Again, I have a two and a half year old sister. Um, they like anything that's fluffy. <laughs> Except for little Ben's. Um, but, yeah. Your daddy loves you very much. Always will. Always. Except for the bits where you're like on the phone at the airport saying, I can't do this, mum. Take him away from me. <laughs> and then he sent him postcards every year on his birthday and Christmas and bitch Susan hid them from him. Oh, God. Fuck this flashback. <laughs> this is not a happy ending. They crashed on an island and then he kills two people and then loses his relationship with his son. You, you, then he blows up. <laughs> you talk about maybe it was better if Boone and Shannon were like in the first class section of this plane. Maybe it is better if Michael <laughs> just gives up his son, ignores um, what's his Brian. Like, come get, come get, nah, get out of my take house, him. Brian. You know, like... Yeah. There's the alternate side stories to Lost. You know, instead of our, you know, ultimate, like, sideways parallel universe we get in season six, we just have, you know, Hurley not getting a lottery ticket. Um, you know, Kate, well, I don't know, what's what's different about Kate? She just gives herself she in when she only has a relationship. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Well, and well, well, you mentioned, like, this sideways thing. Poor old Michael doesn't even get to go there. <laughs>
uh, black kid in there because they wanted people to know that this was not before 2000. They initially got a white actor, but then they're like, oh, no one will believe that. Quickly, get a little black kid. Uh, <laughs> they really like to George Lucas's up because they do that. They do a bit of DVD editing next episode as well, but we'll get into that when we get to it. Is that the photo sort of? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the flash, but the quickest we've ever gone over a flashback. Um, God, it's terrible, but we can't blame them. It wasn't that No. Cool. I, I did, the soy one would have been interesting, but anyway. Uh, so what do you want to do? Island or raft right now? I'll leave this to you again. <laughs> well, I picked the first one. You can pick the second. Let's go with the raft, shall we? Um, <laughs> done. All right, let's go back to the island. <laughs> Jed! Jed! I do kind of like... Uh, well, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but I just love... What? What? Then we'd randomly get a soya scene of... Jin! Like, you know, Michael doesn't care about Jin. Um, well, I do like how this picks up pretty much at the end of last episode. We, we were wondering what happened to the raft last time, but we're getting the answer to yeah. episode two. I, I, I kind of like here, you know, like, yeah, you're right, and kind of Sawyer saves Michael's life by just doing what everybody does and punching their chest, you know, doing the Charlie method here. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walt, Walt, I get so sick of him saying that. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're probably going to gloss over a lot of this because it's just all kind of the same, same. But the one thing I will say, yes, it's obviously a spiller, but I do think there's some really nice character stuff between Michael and Sawyer. Yeah. Um, like, I think it's almost a bottle episode, which is... <laughs> Um, not a bottle o episode, a bottle episode. A bottle o um, episode, ooh. <laughs> uh, which is kind of ironic, seeing us out in the huge wide open. Um, and yes, it's, it's, it's definitely filler, and this would be cut from a smaller season, but it does give us some nice, uh, just characters talking. It's just Sawyer and Michael kind of building a relationship, just trying to survive. They don't know what's happened. They don't know where they are. We have Sawyer kind of speculating about them being the others. Uh, There's some great things we'll get to with, like, Michael crying and stuff like that. So, yes, you could cut most of this episode, but I do think there's some really nice character stuff, and I freaking love the setting of it. Like, it's, like, kind of claustrophobic, but they're out at sea and just this raft and it's set overnight, and they actually film this at sea. Like, so... Yes, it's not great, and we can gloss over a lot of the stuff that happens, but I think there are some defendable things about them being on adrift all night, all episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of do actually like this whole thing. and I mean, Like, the shark stuff, which we'll get to, is very <laughs> TV-ish. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with you completely, like, the, char- the character stuff, and, um, you know, some great Sawyer, like, one-liners, of course, that we'll get. <laughs> um, and... Kind of just even, like, a bit of, you know, stuff here, which, you know, we talked about in the last episode about how they're just throwing stuff in. Like, remember when we went to the Black Rock and we blew up Arts and, you know, just reminding you. But, like, I kind of think there's a good bit here where kind of they sort of explain it for the audience and Sawyer's talking about the boat. Like, well, do you know much about boats? There's no way that that's out in the ocean. That can only go a few hundred miles. Like, that's got to be close to the island. So, you know, obviously we know. And kind of obviously Sawyer sells a part here about... Oh, remember the French woman said they were after the child? I think we realised what child they were after. The Ben moment yeah. from last season, which I only just got. So, yeah. I think it, I think it works as well, though, because these characters would be speculating this stuff. Like, it's not just reminding the audience. Like, And Sawyer's making some logical conclusions, and I kind of like that they're blaming each other and stuff like that. That works. And they would be 
talking about, like, yeah, you could cut the episode, but it's fun that we've got an episode where you have characters kind of dealing with, in the moment, a reaction to something big that happened. And, like, you could cut this in, like, a lost abridged, but it's just nice to have characters talking about what happened, speculating, and then kind of coming, dealing with it, coming to grips with it. Um, so I think it works even though it's a bit like reminding the audience, I think it really works because they would be doing that. Yeah. And I think kind of like, as you said, like the reactions, like, you know, Michael's sort of reactions here when he's like screaming and so it's kind of like, what are you doing? He's not within shouting distance. And he's like, well, I want him to hear my voice. Does that make sense to you? Like, he's just, you know, yeah. obviously just the way he is. And kind of, as you said here, yeah, sort of, no, I, decent argument. Yeah. He's blaming, um, Sawyer. Uh, and then I just kind of like how he's like, get off my raft. And then just yeah. like, <laughs> That's great. Kicks him off. Um, and then uh, Sawyer finds another one, but this is kind of his bleeding shoulder, and we see some creatures in the deep. Ooh, what's this going to be? <laughs> the, the thing I'm going to add here, though, like, they're in the middle of the ocean. They're lucky that they're in calm ocean. Like, I mean, you know, they're not yeah. a storm. And where are they getting the light from? Like, I realise they've got a show light here. We're watching a TV show, so clearly there's a production boat shining a couple of lights on so we can see this. But in all realistic nature... They're in the middle of the ocean, pitch black. They've got moonlight. That's all they've got right now. They don't have any light here. It should be pitch black for them. Um, uh, it was a full moon. Full, okay. Uh, good to know you knew your astrology there. Um, <laughs> but, like, I love how we just get these sharks knocking at the the uh, the boat, and it's kind of like, oh, I wonder why your shoulder's bleeding. Um, I, I don't like this shark storyline. No. <laughs> It's just like forced drama for drama's sake. We do not need... Oh, no, his jaw is going to eat them. Yeah, which is weird because it never comes to fruition, really. It's just, like, they never fight the shark, really. I know, like, Michael kind of shoots at it and stuff, but it never really comes to a a conclusion, really. Um, Which, it would have been nice to just have a pure character episode. Like, no threat or no... Just the threat being they're trapped at sea and what are they going to do? Um... The one saving grace is the logo, the Dharma logo on the shark. Um, and this kind of became a thing that the producers nicknamed this shark Ezra J. Sharkington. It kind of just became a recurring joke. Um, and this was an... I think we talked about it last week with the character connections. This is another thing that drove fans crazy because basically the writers, they introduced the Dharma initiative. They knew that was going to be a big part of the season. And basically they put a... Dharma logo on the shark but it was always meant to be an easter egg and it was always supposed to be oh no one is in their right mind is going to see this but of course these were the crazy lost fans kind of the first fans to be like this and they took screenshots and everyone was speculating and oh we never got an answer for the Dharma shark and this became a whole big thing and people were getting so mad about this um but I think that's the one saving grace is that we have a shark and it's got the Dharma logo I love that because it's just it's not a big plot line. It's just a fun little Easter egg. And at least, even though it's dumb, there's sharks, at least it makes sense because we later learn that, you know, the Dharma Initiative, they, there's a zoology station. They go there, the Hydra station in season three. So we know that they were doing experiments on animals. We see the polar bears. So even though it's not a plot line, at least you can make the argument of, well, at least it ties into it. It's not just a shark. At least it has some kind of bearing with the show but it is dumb i agree with that they uh have a whole article on lostpedia on sharks um so fair enough it's not quite it's not quite the sex article but um (laughs) 
you know, pre-island sharks. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do kind of like when he jumps in the water and he's like, um, oh, I'll just stop bleeding then. Um, and oh, then, yeah, that's a great foil. And then when he gets on the other raft and it's kind of like, you want to, you know, I was trying to save your damn kid. Um, you know, it's kind of a, it's a nice little scene. I think both these actors were really good. I, I agree. Absolutely. Um, we then get Sawyer ripping a bullet out of his shoulder with his bare hand. Go Sawyer! Um, and then I just, the funniest moment though of this whole scene, flicks a bullet in the water. You got a band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> Even in moments of crisis. Oh, I love it. On top of it. It's, I mean, this, this makes me cringe though. Like a lot of the stuff doesn't make me cringe, but ripping a bullet out of his shoulder. Like, yeah. you know, where's I mean, Jack in this scene? <laughs> you know, Jack yelling at him. They want the blood to not attract the sharks. You're just making it worse. I'm just dripping blood here I everywhere. Mean, don't they say that if something like that happens, you're supposed to leave it in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about bullets. I know, like, if you're impaled with something, yes. Uh, bullets, I think it depends on where it's lodged. Um, and this is a shoulder, and my medical knowledge, is there really a, a life-threatening artery in your shoulder? So, um, yeah. Okay, I just... I have to read out this little trivia about the shark. I'm just reading now. Is it says uh, in response? This is great. In response to a fan question on the official Lost podcast, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse jokingly named the Dharma Shark Ezra James Sharkington. Hearing the absurd name, Cuse accused Lindelof of having jumped the shark. Um, this is why I love this show because this so much self-reference. These guys had a sense of humour, and we see that in the show. We've talked about that in the past. Um, Lindelof later joked that Bai Ling, she's the girl from the Jack in Thailand episode, uh, Lindelof later joked that Bai, Bai Ling may have given the shark a Dharma tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> These guys had humility. They they had fun with this show. I they, love it. They joke about themselves. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, yeah, we kind of this scene where obviously we've gone over a little bit in terms of, you know, talking about the, the boat. It's a short sort of, you know, craft and you know, coming for the child, and this is where Sawyer sort of blames Michael, and it's like, you know, you're saying it's my fault? You know, don't say that. What are you going to do, splash me? And he's like, says his name. Don't ever say his name again! So he does splash him, and he makes Sawyer's raft sink. Um, I just love that scene. Yeah, yeah it works. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Sawyer's as well. Bluebeard blew us up because they wanted your <laughs> I love that nickname, Bluebeard. Um, Bluebeard. Now, I had a question, knowing what we know that it was supposed to be a Sawyer flash, I'm sure you weren't thinking about this at the time, but we have this line from Michael where he's like, you have no idea what it's like to care for someone else. Yeah. And then Michael flashback. Do you think that was initially meant to be, you have no idea what it's like to care for someone else? Close up on Sawyer. Flashback with his bay or whatever. (laughs) Bay. (laughs) Yeah. And we would have had another scene included in pre-island sex. <laughs> Do you think that I I mean we'll never know an answer, but I kinda of thought knowing what we know that that was maybe meant to be in reference to Sawyer. But. Oh for sure. Definitely. And um I think maybe they've changed the editing slightly, so I'm sure there was a shot of like them zooming in on Sawyer's face. Yeah. But like obviously they've changed it so it fits in with, you know, Michael. <laughs> Mike. Um Susan. But yeah, I mean I definitely and it'd be interesting to see like what some of these other, like, were there extended or did they have to reshoot anything here to kind of not tie it necessarily into, like, Sawyer's sort of scene? Uh, I'm not sure about the on-island. 
I don't know, but if I had to speculate, I would say they added more stuff in the hatch if they needed to extend this episode, but that's just pure speculation. Um, I, I want to see the Tampa job, though. I'd love to know what some of the rejected flashbacks may have been. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd like to see that, too. Uh, when we, of course, ever get, uh, you know, the esteemed writers on the show, they'll be able to tell us everything. Um but, so, we're back on the raft again. Clearly, we were still talking about this. Uh, <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> Ben's getting lost again. Ben's going gaga. Um, we, so, they're, we're off the island. They're, they're back in LA, chilling, having a beer. So oh, remember that time, there. Michael, we were in the raft? Oh, good time, Sawyer. Um, so, they're, uh, they're chilling and they see another piece of raft. This is where they see the, um, the what do you call it, the... The pontoon. Thank you, the pontoon. Um, to which they... Um, the the raft collapses. Sawyer goes in the water to swim after it. Michael's got the gun, which, of course, we've kind of missed a bit where he mentions, oh, that's not going to fire anymore. It's like, oh, the bullets are dry, so the gunpowder's dry. Sawyer and his vast gun knowledge. Um, and this is... Oh, this scene of, like... Shark swimming after Sawyer. The shots from below are so cringy, like the Jaws style shots. It's just so forced. And, like, just even the fact that he fires a gun, like, how slow do they think sharks are? Like, are they going back to original Jaws storyline of the giant shark that is so slow? Um, like, that shark's eating we, Sawyer already. He's dead. <laughs> this is where we need the Michael line. Like, where I'm from? Sharks don't like black people. <laughs> yes. But, like, even my point here with this, like, even when he shoots the shark, we see a massive explosion of blood. Now, that shark is dead. So that shark is floating on top of the water, right? It's got to attract other sharks. There's not only one shark in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, we've killed old gummy shark. No more sharks to kill us now. Like, he's still bleeding. He's still got a Maybe bleeding shark. Like, sharks Maybe don't the know Dharma whether it's... sharks, they might be, like, manufactured robot Dharma sharks. Maybe, but, uh, anyway, and they, then they get on this pontoon, which, was this a logical idea? Like, okay, it's floating better than the raft, they've got, like, no space, they still have to dangle their legs over the pontoon. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about the logic behind this, um... But anyway, so they're on the pontoon. Uh, we do get a nice scene here. I mean, it's not nice that Michael's crying, but, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's well acted. It's it's touching. And then, the next day. And then obviously, uh, for some reason, they only just discover the giant island next to them. Oh, look, there it is. <laughs> like, really? It's like, you can't miss it. It's there. <laughs> um, and The island moves in mysterious And then we, I guess we cover this. It's the last scene of the episode, but... Um, they managed to get themselves back to the island. That didn't take them long. Um, and then they're on the beach. Jin's there. We've forgotten about dear old Jin, haven't we? Like, he's just been eaten by the sharks. Uh, Jin! Comes Jin! running out. He's tied up. Others. Others. And then others. we see people. Boom. Lost. Um, what a dramatic way to end the episode. Yeah. But um, I'm, there's I mean, Jin. There is. You, say what you will about uh, Adrift. It's a great cliffhanger, and it's one I remember fondly from my time, because you've got Jin, others, others, 
I love the uh, racist subtitles because I watch it with the subtitles on. They've written U D D E I S. Others, <laughs> others. Oh wow! <laughs> racist subtitles. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get a screen grab for that when we post the episode. But that's the um, char. Ch- what is it? The the from the uh, Moonraker episode. Play it again, char. Char check. Char check. Yeah. yeah. And but is it not so memorable as a cliffhanger? And uh, like we had a great cliffhanger last week, but this week just Mister Echo is freaking terrifying. That guy when he's running at you with his Jesus stick, that is just <laughs> absolutely terrifying and. Thinking that there are others coming to beat them just makes it all the more scary. So I remember watching this and being like, come on, next week, we need this new episode right now. Um, which I guess is what a cliffhanger should do. But fun fact, did you notice uh, the people who were with Mr. Echo? Uh, I, I barely even noticed Mr. Echo, even though he's a tall, towering Nigerian. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I didn't. I, I wasn't paying that close uh, attention. I'm not sure if I can find a picture of it, but... Pretty much, um, uh, you won't recognise a single one of them. Oh, so, they're uh, actors, are they? As in the other actors. Is, I mean, they're all um, actors, but... Yeah, they're all extras, <laughs> because it means, you know, we would have been paying, uh, like, Libby, Bernard, um, TV's Kimberly Joseph, <laughs> just, just to appear at the end of this, so they had these stand-ins, and I, I mean, I don't know why they didn't George Lucas this bit, if they did, like, the Twin Towers, couldn't they fix this more important bit? Um, so basically, at the end of this episode, it's all random people, and, you know, for the women, it kind of works alright, they kind of look I'm, similar, I'm looking at Bernard, it now. I'm looking at Bernard, it now. Bernard is like this tall, skinny guy with, like, a moustache, it's like, <laughs> like, they didn't even try, yeah, so... It's it's inter- it's not noticeable, but if you know, it's definitely no- I notice it every time. But you know, they had to do it. I just wish they could have George Lucas and fixed it up. But it is what it is. The thing is, um, aren't like isn't Michelle Rodriguez and all that in the opening credits already? Like, aren't their names already there? Well, yeah, that that because nowadays I think the law has changed. But back then, I think there was like a law or something where actors had to be credited for if they were a main character. So, basically, in season four, we get, like, in the premiere, starring Harold Perrineau. It's like, what? Michael's in this episode? Well, Ian Summerholder was... Ian Summerholder's credited in, like, the last six episodes of season one, wasn't he? And he's, like, in one of the episodes. I think now in the golden age of television, I think they want more integrity. So, I think there's, like, contracts, um, not to mention this uh, sexual predator, but kind of Kevin Spacey 7 style. Um, Brett Ratner, please. Didn't they, like, <laughs> didn't they like hide hide his? Oh yeah, that's ugh, don't get me started. Uh, but it's it's interesting you say that because like we went over that now our season one recap how Emily DeRaven was only credited in her uh, the ones she appeared in, so maybe she had a different contract or something like that. So. Well, she signed a new contract when the show got picked up for that last nine episodes. So when it was just thirteen episodes or whatever, right? She was like. A recurring character, but then when they knew they were coming back for the full season commitment, it was. Um, oh, this is boring. <laughs> Nerdy, boring stuff, but yeah. Um, so it's interesting. It would have been good if they could have digitally edited them in, but. Because uh, Bernard is this tall, skinny guy with a moustache, but. Uh, what are you going to do? 
Yeah, I, I've just yeah, I'm looking at the scene now actually, and I kind of didn't really notice it that much. But um, I mean, the women, it's not overly noticeable. It's just Bernard. I do, I do like how um, like. Because I kind of forgot that you see them. Like, I kind of think... I just remembered it ending with others, others, and they look, and then it kind of went to black. I kind of like how you do actually see them. Echo running at them. It's terrifying. With his Jesus stick. Uh, <laughs> I love Mr. Echo. I can't wait to get to Mr. Echo. Uh, we've lost Boone, but we gained Mr. Echo for not that long. But... <laughs> he doesn't last long, Ben. Don't get too attached. <laughs> But, <laughs> Why can't you get attached to the characters that are in all the seasons? <laughs> well, you know, no one likes Claire. Uh, so <laughs> I like Jack. I like Kate. Saeed's pretty good. Uh, I like Sawyer. Desmond's in most of them. Ben. <laughs> Locke. Um, yeah, anyway, so let's go back to the island. We're going to go back. We're going to go back. Unless you've got anything really more to add. Back no. No, right, well. Now we're, you're talking about going back to the island. Well, we're definitely going back. Well, we're back to Locke shouting down after old Gummy Joe's lost Kate from previously before. Um, he just jumps on the rope and goes down. Why not? Um, There's like no kind of explanation for this. It's just like, oh, I guess we're back now. Like, yep. There's no like anything. There's no like flashback or anything. Just, well, I guess we're ignoring everything that happened at the end of last episode. We have to go back. Which is, it's interesting kind of to note, like, we, we joked in the first one, like, oh, we want to know what's happening on the raft, so wait till week two. We want to know more about Desmond. You're not going to learn anything new about in this episode, really, except for a wait few... Wait till week three. You know, we don't get any resolution to the cliffhanger from episode one until no. episode three. But um, we get a little bit more of the hatch. Which yeah. Uh, but, you know, Locke goes down and... Um, takes his shoes off because Locke's the polite gentleman that when he goes to somebody's house, he's got to take his shoes off. Um, that just reminds me of you when you used to come to my house in uh, West Moona. Take my shoes off? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I've never been one of those people who when people come over. I know like, it is. But... I hate it. I ha- People need to put signs up. I hate it. <laughs> some people, they're fine with shoes. Some people, they're out on shoes. We need to... <laughs> Uh, it shouldn't be a thing. We need signs. We need something. Um, because, it, look, if I'm only there for 20 minutes, I don't want to take off my freaking shoes. So <laughs> give me a sign. This is a no-shoe house. Or this is a shoes-okay optional house. Like, I hate it. Like one of those random breakfast radio topics of the day. Do you take your shoes off when you go to a person's house? Like, Paul and Woody would know. talk about that. Uh- <laughs> All they've got going for them. Wherever they are. <laughs> a Hobart reference that nobody would get. Um, so, <laughs> he's walking around. Uh, he looks through a blind and there's a, a light, which is obviously simulating sun, as in the actual sun, not our beloved sun. <laughs> <laughs> like a holographic, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yunjin Kim type thing. She's just smiling. Hello. <laughs> Look at my garden. You speak English? Oh, yes. Poisoning people's water. Stupid bobo dog. Sleeping with bald guys. Um, Simulating sun. (laughs) Um, Sounds like a sitcom spin-off. Simulating sun. Oh, sun. Filmed in front of a live audience. Um, But there's Kate. She's on the floor. um, And then she's like, behind you. And then his old gummy Desmond. Are you him? Like, I just love, like, I, I thought it happened straight away, but I just love it when Locke's just like, yes. 
he doesn't. For all for all he knows, it's like Desmond wants to bag him or something. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know what are you him means at all. He could be like, are you him? Yes. Bang. All right. Well, I hated him. <laughs> well, he was the one who killed my wife. Bang. <laughs> you slept with Penny. <laughs> dangerous territory for Locke to just say yes. Yeah. Like you know, I guess either way, you can say no. You'd also argue that it could be dangerous territory. Say no. <laughs> But, um, well, we could say, what do you mean? Yeah, who? <laughs> Who's him? <laughs> I don't know a him. Uh, <laughs> him. Oh, we've got a gin. Gin? Are you gin? Is that what you mean? Because we've got one of him. Simulated gin? Him. We don't have a him. We've got gin. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, you know, yes, I am. You're finally here. And <laughs> lock. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm him. Did it? <laughs> him is here. <laughs> and then it's like, who's she? She's with me. And then what does he say? Like, what did the snowman say to the other snowman? Um, like, I love it. There's an article on Lostpedia. Lostpedia.wikia.com forward slash wiki forward slash snowman joke. <laughs> Oh my god! There's a whole article, <laughs> and there's a trivia. Well, well, there is resolution to this in the finale of season two. Yeah, well, it's got here: Swan Station inmates use a riddle. What does one snowman say to the other snowman? It's a paraphrase to confirm replacement's identities. Kelvin and Desmond each ask a question to take count of an unknown intruder. Desmond and Locke, respectively. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, well, I should quickly read out this Nikki Stafford for finding lost. She says there are two common answers to the riddle. Is it a riddle? I feel like it's more of a, a joke, a joke. Than a riddle. Yeah. Um, that Desmond poses. What What does one snowman say to the other snowman? The first is freeze. Uh, the second is do you smell carrots? Which is uh, kind of what he says in the finale. It smells like carrots. And then she says here, yeah, this dates this book. Not exactly ruffle mayo. <laughs> oh, Nicky. You think old Gummy Joe would know this? He knows everything else. Like, yeah, this is Nigerian money. What if he actually answered it correctly? What happens? Oh, you're bloody him. <laughs> All right, I'm off. Yeah. See you later. Ta-ta. Uh, see ya. <laughs> uh-uh, what? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, but I, I, do, I do like that Desmond tells him the answer in the finale. That's kind of cool. Um, so this and then, a- you're not him. You're not him. Uh, then she, he says to, like, sexist de- a sexist Desmond here. Tie him up. Like, well, why don't you tie her up? Like, she's a fugitive. <laughs> so you got sexist Desmond and Dick Locke. Although, let's be honest, this is just Locke's excuse to fill up his new girlfriend. Um, yeah, there's a bit of tension going on here. I do, it does kind of come out of nowhere, though. I kind of like it how that you know Locke's like, well, you should tie her up. She's a fugitive. More dangerous. <laughs> like- <laughs> Locked under the bus, Locke. <laughs> we know Locke's loyalty on a game of Survivor. Meet new people, just turn on his old alliance. Yeah. As soon as Locke gets into something new, a new club, he's just throwing them under the bus completely. Like, no loyalty from Locke. Um, Rimmy gives her a knife, fills her up. Uh, shoves her in. Like, it's, it's a weird, like, scene. Like, I know it's not meant to be implied sexual tension, but it kind of comes across as that way when he's like... <laughs> Just trust me. Lifts up a shirt and shoves something in a pad. Ooh. <laughs> I'm buying it. I'm in on this. I, I, I want to play that game with Evangeline. Really. Um, don't say that, Ben. People will start saying that you sexually abuse people. Um, not funny, Ben. Hashtag me too. Um, so, what? Just stop, Ben. Um, 
So I, I think we need it when Desmond's like, you're not him. That's where Locke needs to go. Oh, him. Uh, sorry, I misheard you. Oh. I thought, I thought you, you said, said John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you said him. Oh, it's just a big misunderstanding. Oh. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shall I go? Oh. Kate's locked in a room. Uh, meanwhile, this is our one island scene, isn't it? Jack's at the caves. Claire and Charlie mildly flirt. Um, let's remember that Charlie has a Virgin Mary statue. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Really? Like, do we need this scene in this episode? <laughs> well, it's kind of uh, setting up Charlie's garbage plotline for season two. Because Claire finds the statue and she's like, what's this? So it kind of sets that up. But but do we again, need it in like, this episode? Uh, well, I mean, it's better in this episode than any other episode because this is the filler episode. So we may as well put it in here. There's two things that need to happen here. We need uh, ND Survivor to go, but the French woman said... And then we need, we need Claire to get better acting. I didn't realise you were so religious. <laughs> Charlie is like like a ch- you know when you're a child and you like make excuses or you lie to cover your ass. He's so bad at it. Well, I'm not, but I just uh, thought it would be uh, good to have around. And Claire is just so dumb; she believes it. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Back in Australia, um, this is literally I'm the only Australian who likes Virgin Mary statue. <laughs> Does it oh, have peanut butter in it? You promised me peanut butter, Charlie. <laughs> Why do I remember peanut butter? This is legitimately what it says on the Lostpedia article about this. Jack, waiting at the caves, decides to follow Locke and Kate to the hatch. Claire and Charlie watch from afar. But Claire suddenly notices a Virgin Mary statue in his bag. Charlie brushes it off as nothing important. That's it. <laughs> Explains the scene well. All that um, needs to be said. All that needs to be said. So, um, I like this scene. Kate's tied up. She, um, that's what I like. Kate's tied up. Uh, <laughs> she gets a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Cuts herself free. She's in a cupboard. Well, uh, not a cupboard. A, 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 a a what? A pantry. Thank you. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, filled with food. And I do kind of like how this is like, you know, straight away we're like, oh, wow. So Curly kind of was right. 1950s TV dinners. Like, we've yeah. just got all this packaged food, which, you know, in itself, it's enough. Like, we, Kate sees the, the vent. And I just kind of randomly, like, I don't know if you're going to complain about this because your love of, well, you don't really hate Kate, but everyone else does. Probably everybody else complains about this. But I just kind of like, Kate sees chocolate. So she, like, eats it, and she's Orgasm, like, oh. She orgasms everywhere, and then just steals out 50 of them and shoves them down her pants and climbs up through the vent. I love it. Screw Sawyer or Jack or Locke. Like, chocolate is... Add chocolate to the, the shape for Kate. Like, that really does numbers on her. Old Gummy um, Joe is, like, quick to sell everyone out, and Kate sees chocolate, she's selling everyone out. So, I mean, I, it's the first appearance of the Apollo bar. We'll see that kind of show up in flashbacks and random things. Um, you know, I, I like how she tastes that. I would do the same thing. But I don't know about, like, shoving, like, 50 down a bed. It's not the time or place at all she, for that, Kate. But like, she doesn't it's know. It's melted and squished. And, like, but she doesn't know she's ever going to be back here. So, like, in all means, I'll be doing it. Yeah, but she's about to go trekking through vents and all these hot space. Like, or imagine it's never explained what happens with all the chocolate. So we have to assume, let 
I, I, wa- I want to set a game for you, Ben. Next episode, <laughs> and any scene that has Kate in it, just imagine that all through her pants is squished up, <laughs> mushed up, 50 chocolates all around her groin, all around everything. <laughs> I'd lick it clean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> chocolate pushed everywhere imagine every scene with Kate next episode that's what's happening I want the scene of her sitting down on a log and all of a sudden all this like brown stuff comes out of her pants and like Hurley's like dude and it's like no no no, no it's chocolate no it's not like we don't have chocolate on the island and like you know, <laughs> um, okay I'm gonna remember that You're like I-, I want kind of scenes here of her climbing through the vents chocolate bar falling out of the grate <laughs> It's raining chocolate bars, brother. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you him to the chocolate bar? <laughs> here, they, here they come. You must be him. He can make it rain chocolate bars. Uh, you're lying to me. So obviously we've got Desmond uh, having a good old conversation with old Gummy Joe, um, talking about the plane crash. Um, you know, <laughs> why don't we have this like completely explain what happens in season one? Oh, yes, and then the plane crashed. Oh, and then there was a polar bear. Uh, you know, similar to what we had in episode one, um, because clearly we don't need it. Um, but then, obviously, um, we get uh, uh, Desmond sort of asking, oh, how many How many people got sick? Uh, none of them got sick. And then we start hearing the beeping, and for the first time, we see somebody having to enter the numbers in the computer. What numbers are they, Noah? 48, 15, 16, 23, 42. I do kind of like when... Um, he has to pause in the middle of it, and it's like, what What was the last number you wrote? 15, 15, it's like 16, 23, 42, now press execute, and he kind of hesitates. It's like, what will happen if I do, just press it! <laughs> it's like, the beeping, and I then, do, you know. I do like, um, I do like how, this. I kind of view these first three episodes as like a trilogy, so the first episode we saw... You know, we saw the hatch, we saw Desmond, so we got a little taste. Now we're getting the computer stuff where we don't exactly know what the computer is, um, but we know we have to type in the numbers and there's like a clock. We saw it a bit last episode, but it extends on that a bit. And we're seeing like the pantry and how there's all this food. And then next episode, we'll kind of get a lot of the answers uh, for what all of this is for. So I think it works as kind of a trilogy. But also Dick Locke, Sullivan got a rash. He was sick. True. Yes, poor old Sullivan. Um, artist got exploded. Um, <clears throat> that's not the same, but whatever. Um, that joke fell flat. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was just a dumb Ben moment. But, uh, I do like, well, uh... Didn't Michael get sick with the water? He was poisoned. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Dick's son. <laughs> hanging out the window. Hello! <laughs> but, um, I do like it when, uh... Uh, Desmond's like, you ever used one of these before? I haven't seen one of these in 20 years. Like, Locke gets excited. 20 years? Is that all? That looks older than that. Uh, but I'm pretty uh, sure 20 years they had at least like those old Macs or something, didn't they? Well, I think this is a Mac, isn't it? It's a, I, read, <laughs> I read somewhere that it's a it's some version of a Mac. Um, anyway, so... Uh, this yeah, get used to this. This is obviously going to be a, an ongoing thing when it comes to, get used to that sound effect. Beep. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> Beep. Beep. Don't watch this episode at night. Which let's let's go back to kind of when you first saw this. I remember watching this, going, "What the hell does that mean?" Um, and like you know, just the mysteries around it again. 
put yourself in the position of these people watching this for the very first time. Maybe you are watching this for the very first time and kind of not knowing what's going on. So, I mean, did you have any expectations of what this would ultimately be? I mean, I kind of remember watching this episode, but I don't really remember my mindset during it. Um, actually, I don't remember watching this one. I remember watching the first and the third one. I don't really remember this one. But um, So I didn't really have any theories. I was a bad Lost fan because I loved the show and I watched it religiously, but I never had really had theories too much. I kind of just went with the flow a lot of this time. But. Did your friend still think it was a turtle? Yeah. Oh, that's the turtle. It's hungry. It needs to be fed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think next week we should probably talk a lot more about the hatch as an answer because we kind of get a lot of it there. Um, so we can talk about whether or not it was a satisfactory answer to the big mystery of season one. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot in Lost where it's like, what is going on? And, you know, people say they never answer things, but I feel like they often do a good job of planting seeds and paying it off uh, in, like, short-term story arcs. Um, but I don't know, did you have any theory or any idea at all? Because like, it's so... If you don't know what it is, because we're watching this now, we know, but it's just him typing numbers and it turns a clock around. Like, you know nothing. There's no inkling as to what it could possibly be. Yeah, I mean, my my guess is it was in the first season. There's probably a Scottish man in there. So, <laughs> that's about it. Um, yeah, I had no idea. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but obviously, we kind of get... This is where Jack arrives. Um, and I kind of like how we get the sort of the side moment here of Kate in the vent with a melted chocolate climbing up a vagina, and we get a nice cleavage of Angeline Lily shot here. I don't know if you noticed that, I did. Um, and then I kind of like the bit where, um, you know, he just he comes across Desmond, and when he fires the gun, and how like when he fires it, it kind of is right in the area where Kate is. Uh, so she's definitely got a bit of poo mixed in with that chocolate now. Um, and then obviously it's the same cliffhanger we had a week ago. There's nothing new added here. It's like you, boom, lost. Just from uh, a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, you missed my favourite line when you hear Jack going, that's Kate, Kate. And you hear Desmond, what's that? Jack, lock. That would be Jack. <laughs> yes. He, he's then, our doctor. I'm surprised to see him actually as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you him? How come he didn't ask Jack? Yeah. Is Jack him? Yes. Jack's him. (laughs) Locke's a yes, man. (laughs) He he should have done that. Who's that? It's him. (laughs) Here he is. Locke, can you do this for me? Yes. Yes. Locke doesn't say no. That's why Locke's having sex with everyone on the island. Like, where's his little thing on sex on the island on Lostpedia? Um, One thing I didn't mention last week is when Kate's screaming out, you know, when she's in the vent, Jack, Jack, and the music's playing. You can actually hear that if you listen closely in episode one. So I like the continuity there. I, I, was, I didn't personally hear it, but I was going to ask that. I was actually going to like say like, yeah, could you? Because it's kind of I, again, I like these sort of um, sort of side parts of things we've already seen. Where if you remember it, uh, you're kind of watching it differently. Like I don't know about you, but every time I watch Back to the Future one, I'm always like imagining, oh, Marty's really behind that scene there. Like we're going to see that in, in part two. Um, so, so yeah, this kind of bit of the island. There's some nice stuff with Desmond. We get a bit more of him and Locke and Kate and Lord Chocolate. Um, and, but it does end on the exact same cliffhanger. So I imagine that would have been frustrating to viewers at the time. It's like, come on! Like, give us at least something more. Um, but what's your ultimate opinion on... It's one of the only times Lost will do this. They do it, They experiment a little bit with it later on. But 
what's your overall opinion on this whole let's go back and see it from a different perspective? Again, I, I, I like it. Like, as I said, I kind of like episodes. And it's not just Lost, like, you know, the Back to the Future side of things, but just other sort of episodes where, you know, there are other sort of elements where you do this in other TV shows and movies. And I don't know. It's just, it adds a unique perspective to it. There was, um... Oh, there was a show that only lasted for a year, and it, I mean, it was okay, but it was, um... Oh, God, I cannot remember the name of it. Basically, it was it was telling... It was like a sort of a copy kind of show, but they basically told the story of the crime, the, like, the arrest, and then, like, the judicial judicial system. But the episode, each episode was separated... Isn't that law into, and order? No, 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 but, like, it, each episode was separated into three parts, and in each part you saw the crime from each of these different perspectives, and it always kind of interlaced with each other. It was kind of very clever, and it... Again, it was maybe, like, just before Lost. It didn't last that long, but um, I can't remember what it was called. But, um, yeah, I kind of like it when you do things like that. I mean, there are definitely examples in shows where it doesn't work. Um, but, I mean, I think, like, you know, it will be interesting when we get to our rating. The flashback's terrible. Uh, the raft stuff, for the most part, I actually kind of like. And this kind of stuff, like, I'm not bored with this stuff with Jack and, uh, with Kate and Locke. Like, I kind of, when I was watching the first episode, I was thinking, oh, what about Kate? Like, and what's happened with Locke in between hand? I kind of forgot that we got this episode with this. So, I kind of like seeing that from a different perspective. So, yeah, I have no problem with it. What what about you, Noah? I I think it's cool, like, because you can be like, oh, there's Jack showing up now, and this is how it all kind of ties together. But I can see people's complaints, especially the timing of the episode. This is episode two. We just got back from big, long summer wait. Uh, we just found out what's in the hatch, but we have a million more questions based on what was in the hatch. And even though it kind of builds on the hatch with the computer and the pantry and stuff like that, we really don't get much more. Um, even Desmond doesn't really tell his story until next episode. We get Locke telling his story, which we already all know. Um, so I can definitely see people's complaints because it's like... I can imagine people being frustrated because you just want to know more and they're giving us just the same thing over and again. But in the same time, if you're just binging this show and you're just watching this and moving straight to the next one, then I kind of like seeing alternate perspectives of things. We'll get a little bit of it, but not much later on. So I I think it works okay, but it's not groundbreaking. Which I guess, uh, well, we'll remember this time around, questions and answers before we get into our uh, evil review section. Um, In terms of answers what is the computer do no sort of next week next Next week week. um i'm just going through here i don't think we've had any answers have we um Uh, what does it deal with what is the deal with the numbers (laughs) 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 where has claire been um (laughs) no i don't think there was anything no what happened to nadia we didn't get that answer this episode um, <laughs> the computer takes off. Don't crash. We're going to go back to the island here, Noah. Brace yourself. We're coming down again. Uh, do we have any questions this episode? I guess what 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 is the deal with the computer? I mean, I guess we had that last week. Um, yeah, that's already on. You could say like, who are the people coming to get Sora and stuff like that? But it's clear that that's going to be like the start of next week. So it's not um, really. A- yeah. Um. Will Kate's chocolate bars taste good mixed with her own feces? Um, yeah, I think we kind of don't have any here, do we? No. No. All right. So, none. All right. Oh, what a shame. Next week, some answers. 
Can we definitely find out how did the Black Rock get into the jungle? Uh, so, our review, evil or review, ratings, whatever you want to call it. Um, what are we doing with this now, Grows? Buying, renting, binning. Yeah, this is interesting because uh, it is pretty much considered to be a bottom 10 episode of Lost. Like, no one has positive things to say about this. Uh, the flashback's garbage, but I can forgive them for it, even though that's not necessarily an excuse. Um, the kind of going back at the time, I, I could see could be frustrating, but also we just get more perspectives of the hatch. And if you're watching it in a binge watch, then I think it works for the most part. It's just kind of weird timing for episode two to then go back and kind of cock teasers more. Um, and, but the raft, yeah, it's a whole episode out of sea. The shark stuff sucks. A lot of it's kind of boring. This episode does drag, but there's some really nice character moments between Sawyer and Michael. Um, so, and, you know, I, I kind of like this kind of filler where they're just out at sea. And then the cliffhanger is amazing. Um, I came into this because I've never hated it as much as most people, but I've never loved it. And I came into this wrestling with a a bin or a rent. And honestly, I think our discussion has kind of turned me on it. So I'm going to rent it. It's a low rent. Definitely not the same level rent as some of the other rents. But uh, I think I've turned around because we didn't have overly heaps of negative things to say. Yeah, it's a kind of nothing episode. But it's not terrible. It's just kind of very, very unmemorable in the grand scheme of things. But... Yeah, I'm not going to be an ultimate campaigner for a drift, but I think I like it better than most people do. Though. So it's a, it's a low rent for me. Breaks your streak of four bins in a row. Uh, four buys in a row. I just make stuff up for Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Noah hated the finale and the premiere. Um, what was the one that we were talking about a few episodes ago, which I basically said, oh, no, I think oh, you... Translation. Yeah, I bought it. Go. You did. Uh, just Noah, hashtag Noah was right. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm the same as you. Low rent. Uh, I mean, again, like this, I I would watch this over Homecoming. Um, but um, yeah, it's still an enjoyable episode. I think kind of you summed it up well when it's kind of like it's, a, it's one that if you're watching it sort of in a row, like you kind of excuse it. But uh, well, not excuse it. Not terrible. But according to our IMDb rated list, uh, this is kind of lower middle. It's not really in the bottom few. It's got an eight point five according to IMDb users. Uh, it's one position behind an episode we'll get in four episodes time. Abandoned. Oh, the Shannon. Oh, poor Shannon. <laughs> um, it's three spots behind uh, Everybody Hates Hugo and four spots oh, behind what Kate did. Um, and just interestingly, the bottom five, two of the bottom five episodes, according to IMDb, are season two episodes. Three of the bottom six, if you want to go there. So, Wait, at, so three of the bottom six uh, season two episodes of the worst. episode. the bottom six episodes can I, can of all I guess? time. You you can you and t- give me the order you think they are in. Uh, so just the season three one, uh, two one, season two. So yeah, three of the uh, so, bottom six are season two episodes. Huh. So see the bottom one, bottom most one would be fire plus water. That is, according to IMDb, the second worst episode of Lost in the history of Lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, wouldn't I really disagree with them there. Um, so that's right. So yes, then that's, two more. Yep. And it wasn't a drift. 
That's not in. No, the- Adrift is not in the bottom six. It's like middle and lower. It wasn't what Kate did because you mentioned what Kate did. Yeah, that's above um, Adrift according to IMDb users. Oh God, could it possibly be? Um, oh, Dave, maybe. No, we've got oh, one coming yeah. up very soon. I will say. The sixth oh. worst episode of Lost of all time is just about to happen in three episodes. I'm going to spoil it for you. And found. Dot, 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 and found. It's not, I mean, it's okay, but it's, it's not that bad. That is uh, the sixth worst episode of all time. Just ahead of season four's The Other Woman. Oh, don't get me started on The Other Woman. <laughs> Only negative things to say about that piece of shit. So the um, fourth worst episode of Lost in the I history say, of Lost. Is it SOS? Yes, maybe? yes, SOS. Oh, but that's Bernard. <laughs> good, good, good song by uh, Rihanna. Um, but uh, I like Bernard. To the bottom six from the from six down to worst, and we'll remember these. Like we'll go over these. So we have dot 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 and found is the sixth worst episode. The fifth worst episode is season four, episode six, the other woman. Uh, yes. The fourth worst episode of Lost of all time, season two, episode nineteen, SOS. The third worst episode of Lost of all time, season six, episode three, What Kate Does. Uh, The (laughs) second worst episode of all time is season two, episode 12, Fire Plus Water. And the worst episode of Lost, according to IMDb users. Stranger in a Strange Land. Season three, episode nine, Stranger in a Strange Land. (laughs) How in the hell is the lock joins a weed hippie commune in the bottom six? Uh, Now, just quickly, the top ten... There is only one, and I, we did this last week, but there is only one season two episode in the top ten, according to IMDb no. users, uh, and that is Live Together, Die Alone. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's only two season one episodes. Uh, so three of the top ten are only in the first two seasons that we're covering. We've got two season five episodes... Uh, two season three episodes, one season five, and one season six. A big spread there. You don't often see that. Yeah, mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the uh, highest rated episode of all time is? I'll probably reference this to you, but, uh... Is it, uh, it's through the looking glass, Yes, yes. Uh, it's actually... constant, sure. Yes, uh, kind of equal first. They've both got a 9.7 out of 10. Oh, they did an Oz Network. Oh, we could have two. Yeah, what's the constant? What, what do I remember about that one? <laughs> oh, oh, the Desmond one. You just oh. alienate every single Lost fan listening. Paul like, Adam Gray is going to listen to him. I kind of have only watched this twice through, Noel Groves. Um, you can't do a Lost podcast and say, what's the constant? Isn't Grant Bowler in that episode? Uh, well, he's the captain of the ship, so it would make sense that he would be in that episode. Well, he's not credited, but um, he's there. Oh, maybe he's only in three or something. He's there in spirit. Oh, can we just yeah, get excited? He's... Grab Bowler's in Lost. Like... Yeah, forget Boone. <laughs> it's all about Captain Galt. Now. Screw you. Forget you, Boone. Uh, and let's be honest, we can realistically get Grant Bowler on the show, because I've interviewed Grant Bowler, so... <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's our new champion. Oh, anybody who knows anything about our show, go back and listen to The Amazing Race Oz when we just spent all season, like, jerking off over Grant Bowler. So, um, well, maybe that was just love me. That. Uh, um, oh, we love Grant Bowler to death. Uh, but anyway, so our next episode, Orientation. Um, so we get, it's a lock flashback episode, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we learn a bit more, kind of as you said. We've got a bit of a trilogy going on here. 
But I guess the big reveal on this one, is it not, in terms of the others? Are we spoiling this, who the others are? I mean, I guess we kind of know. Uh, excuse me, as I burp halfway through my sentence. Um, just professional as always, Ben. Uh, we have the Tailies. Yeah. Exciting. I, I, look, I mean, we don't want to get into it now. People are like, oh, Drift is still going, but, um, I like their plotline. I know overall it never, it never amounts to anything, but I like the kind of, that they went through hell and then they merge with the other people. I think it's cool. Um, Mr. Echo. Oh. Uh, but Orientation is a great episode. Um, China gives us a bunch of answers from the premiere. Um, also makes more questions, but we get a lot of answers. More great Desmond. Um, lot, great lock flashback. Um, I would really argue that this is easily in the top 20 of like most important mythology-based episodes, like episodes that really push forward. Like This is really the beginning of Season 2 and really opens up this new kind of world for Lost with the Dharma Initiative. And season one was the introduction, and now season two is kind of opening it up. So it's a really important, like, mythology-based episode. And, yeah, it's a really good one. Uh, lots of dramatic kind of man-science, man-of-face stuff going on. So I'm super excited to get to it. Um, we're, back, we're back into it. We went from uh, the great premiere to this episode to a great <laughs> third episode. So Adrift is kind of like an inish a shit sandwich here, or is the shit in a really good sandwich, or I don't know. And is this where we, we first get um, the narrator dude um, in the video? And is this the one where Locke is kind of like, um, I think we're going to need to watch that again, or am I getting yeah. mixed with a different episode? No, that's it. Because I believe they the show that to death on Channel 7 in the previews. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember I mean, the ads. I remember them showing that to death. I think we're going to have to watch that again. Boom, Locke, I mean, 7.30 on 7. One of them. One of the most clever, like, meta lines of any show ever. But, I mean, we'll get to it next week. We're already on to our orientation. <laughs> but, yeah, that is that line. I, yeah, I love it to death. It's which, a great episode. Which, we, we do, we, we're only an episode away then from Everybody Hates Hugo. Um, I love that episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's waiting for that one. <laughs> you don't like that episode? <laughs> um, anyway. It's okay. Uh, if you like us, um, and a big shout out to, what was his name, Adam? Uh, <laughs> Got now fan's name already. Um, like us on Facebook like Adam did. Um, and uh, remember to... This is why we don't have fans, because the moment we get one... <laughs> we don't remember. We, no, we just bring them up a hundred times to the point that they get creeped out. Because, you know, we have so many. Um, but, yes, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you know the drill. Uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram. Because um, we're cool, like all the cool kids do. Uh, Adam Gray, loving these podcasts, exclamation mark. Um, actually, he puts, I should point out, loving these podcasts, dot, dot, exclamation mark. Is he being a bit sarcastic? Or... <laughs> <laughs> loving these podcasts. Dot, dot. Uh, um, anyway, um, but we will be back. For uh, for orientation, as in the episode, no, and I will do some orientation exercises as well. How to podcast? Uh, we should really read that book eventually. Um, but yeah, cool, great. Uh, my name is Ben, and you got a band aid. And uh, my name is Noren. Yes, I am him. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.